What's up, guys? Welcome to the new episode of the Untitled Gadget Podcast. I think we are now on the eleventh episode. Today, I'm joined by Dhruv and Harish. Uh, I think they're all uh, a little haggard today because it's Sunday morning. How's it going, guys? Yeah, it's been going good. It's been a slow week, so not a whole lot of exciting stuff to talk about. But yeah, there's still some. We'll find something newsworthy. Yeah, there's there's always something to talk about. Hi, guys. This is Dhruv here, and Yeah, it's just another kind of boring week because there's not that much going on in tech. But what you're gonna do about that? Yeah. Well, as these guys say, there's not much happening in tech. I still managed to find a few topics to talk about, which I think Harish might hate to talk about later in the episode. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, but before we start, something big happened in India this week. Um, Facebook invested a bucket load of money into Geo. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. yeah, Facebook invested a lot of money into grabbing your data. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even more than what it usually does. I mean, Facebook is making moves, man. Especially in India, I think uh, they know that they, they don't have a foothold in the states. So that, so then they go into the country which has the most amount of population. I think, and they partnered with the right people as well. Geo. I think. Arish? Yeah, I think at this point it's basically just a bribe. to get in tight with the indian government because they've tried so many ways uh, to make the regulatory framework work in their favor in the last 3 4 years and that just has not come through whatsapp pay was meant to launch i don't know 2 years ago i heard at that time that it was ready they were only waiting on regulatory sign off and that mm-hmm. did not just come and they're facing increased scrutiny on their business as well because with the indian government now mandating local data storage and all this i think they needed like a local partner who had a lot of pull with the government and nobody has as much pull, pull as geo now <laughs> yeah but what do you what do you, what do you think this uh, this new investment by facebook means for the two brands well it's more a win for geo than for facebook because geo was already in a huge amount of debt so by getting 5.7 billion dollars or how much is that 42 crores crores yeah yeah, yeah it's like money like their entire debt because i think like the the dollar conversion works out to about 43000 crores for the amount that facebook invested yeah but they still have a lot of debt i think their overall debt burden was over 20 billion so this they're a quarter of the way done but this allows them to be valued at 66 billion dollars so yeah oh, so Ambani made bank. Yeah, and that I mean, is, not like he wasn't making bank, but <laughs> he made more bank. <laughs> yeah, so Ambani bought the bank. Well, I think he bought all the banks. But anyway, so this single move <laughs> basically turns Geo's whole debt situation on its head. Um, and if not for that, Facebook also. Well, the only thing Facebook is getting here is probably favorable regulatory sign-off and. you know that's i don't see anything else because it already gets a lot of data india has 400 million facebook users and whatsapp users so i think they're trying to figure out a way to monetize whatsapp as well and the only way they're trying now is to pair it with geomart this new platform where all your local neighborhood stores are going to be online there and then they're going to find a way to seamlessly mash it with pla- with whatsapp so that you can pay for shit directly on whatsapp so i don't know how that's going to work but that's the play they're going for yeah i mean all of that i i also feel that you know essentially having backdoor access uh they get a lot more location data as well i'm assuming uh through yeah. geo so you know targeted ads that's that's another angle that i think that's going to play out massively in this I mean I mean GeoMart is going to be a big deal man I think that's uh, probably a smart move to take on Amazon and Flipkart who are basically the two dominating e-commerce platforms in the country right yeah and and having and WhatsApp already has like what 100 200 million users maybe even more I think I'm just yeah just WhatsApp speaking has, numbers dude WhatsApp has 400 million in India there you go 400 million I don't even know the numbers it's 400 million people that you getting direct access to to sell your shit Yeah, and I, and that's like, uh, and everyone has WhatsApp apparently in India, especially yeah. on geo networks. Yeah. So I think they they are they're gonna kill it with the the geo marketing on WhatsApp if that actually 
works the way it's advertised or whatever they plan to do with it but uh, My, but you know what actually like i i i obviously haven't used that uh, i don't even know if it's rolled out yet or it hasn't or whatever but i don't know man like i have issue with just the way that jio operates sure they've done a lot to bring down prices in india for for data and general, generally like the prices but they've sort of brute forced their way in because of the amount of money that they have to be able to do that and yeah. just look at the state of networks across the board like no it's it's unsustainable like yeah. other than jio nobody else can do this and imagine them doing the same uh, in the e-commerce space imagine a world where amazon decides like fuck this like we're not we don't want to keep on investing money you know going after uh, after the market share there is when you know jio is already taking that over with their yeah. massive investments and they're pulling out of the country like you don't want that to happen i think uh, i think you might be right but uh, you know from what i have seen in the past when jio is competing with like airtel or vodafone uh, you know relatively compared to amazon they're not that big companies but amazon has a lot of you know uh, cash pool and especially you're going against the richest man in the world he might be able to pull it off you never know if he wants to be competitive um i am a loyal amazon user i get what you're saying uh but i think jio mart is probably going to be big not in tier 1 cities but more like tier 2 and tier 3 cities for local shopping as harish mentioned and not really target the or amazon audience i don't know uh yeah i mean this I'm is just me speculating right now it's a situation obviously but you know it's just the uh, the brute force <clears throat> i agree uh, with you with that market policies that jio follows you know it just doesn't yeah. come off right and we, obviously a lot of their political alignment has to do with it as well which helps them yeah. get away with a lot of things although although jio broadband was not as successful though because they were prices they were quite expensive compared to everything else so they tried that they, uh, the same uh, strategy for jio broadband but it didn't really work out for them um i had people who were in the beta testing phase for the thing and they just removed it because it was far more expensive than you know what service providers we use the three of us yeah hari uh, you were about to say something no that's what i was going to say with jio on mobile it was always going to be a race to the bottom because they had a huge lead i mean they had a huge amount of ground to catch up and once they managed to do that things have sort of stabilized and jio fiber is a good example of this right it wasn't like the whole revolutionary broadband network that we were thinking would be the case um it's just another isp and it that play did not work out for them as much uh so with this i think facebook will have some say over it because it needs to monetize whatsapp and it cannot do that if jio is targeting its usual rock bottom approach so mm-hmm. i think this potential for something that's different that's an alternative to amazon and flipkart but it's not sustainable for us to assume that i mean for jio to conduct how it i mean to do things how it has done on the mobile side of things i don't you think know, that's what it's doing maybe like potentially go after you know smaller marketplaces like paytm mart to start with yeah yeah i think that's more the play here it is Yeah. I mean we've been we've been talking about how Jio would benefit from this deal but we don't know how Facebook is going to benefit from this deal. They must have seen something, right? Well, basically they're stuck in India. They they haven't made any ground. They're getting users but there's no way to monetize it. Well, Instagram has monetized so well for them, right? Now they're able to show ads all over Instagram. Every other post I see on the platform is basically just an ad. So that has worked yeah. out wonderfully for them. But they've haven't been able to manage that same momentum on WhatsApp. uh they tried that with the whole business thing last year where they tried to get users to connect with businesses they were going to take money from businesses to be on the platform but it hasn't worked out for them and they just didn't see enough monetization there so now they are trying to work at it from an e-commerce angle because there's enough money to be made as an e-commerce player right you can skim some off via transaction fee or whatever so and i think that is the only way that is the only option left for them at this point yeah so interesting i was reading a report the other day about how you know uh, marketers are gradually moving away from instagram as well now like they're moving over to tiktok which is turning out to be a more profitable platform for them uh, from from an engagement and conversion point of view which really isn't there on instagram you know it's because tiktok's algorithm is insane man like even you don't need to have so many followers to go your for, for your video to go viral i don't know how the algorithm works but they've got it on point 
like even with influencer deals or whatever they do for TikTok, it's just on point. And and I don't know if Instagram doesn't work that way probably. And it's more cash yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting Akshay, like the point that you make. Uh, because I think there's like there's there's another aspect to it where you know TikTok sort of caught the imagination of the larger uh, spectrum mm-hmm. of masses as well. Yeah. Instagram sort of shoehorned itself into a certain category of users. Uh, and you know, like there's only that many times, you know, you can see an Hermes ad and, you know, it's not as if you're going to be buying an Hermes bag every day, yeah. uh, you know, high-end stuff. It's all high-end advertisements that you see on Instagram for the most part. Uh, whereas on TikTok, like, you know, I, I'm not on TikTok, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how the advertising model works, but at least the potential audience I know is is much wider than Instagram, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense for advertisers to shift there. As, I mean, as, there's a there's a decent analogy to be made with the phone segment. Think of Samsung as like the Instagram here, where it caters to like sort of the whole premium tier and limited to cities and all. And you see Oppo and Vivo as like the tier two, tier three things. We can make an analogy to TikTok there, where they've actually invested money to figure out what is missing in the market, and they catered to that really well, right? They targeted those towns and cities, one tier two, tier three towns. And they rule there. I mean, everyone's yeah. on TikTok. And it's not only in India, it's in China as well, yeah. it's in Mexico as well. No, surprisingly, so even in the US for that matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the small towns in the US, a lot of people are using TikTok over Instagram. Yeah, and they got the messaging down just right. They managed to target those individuals that Facebook just wasn't able to. And they've done really well for themselves in that regard. Although if I do see another makeup tutorial video on Instagram, I might just delete the app. <laughs> What are you following to see that man? Nothing. That's the whole point. I don't follow all this shit and then it just pops up in my feed. I mean, what the fuck? You know, like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see Kylie Jenner and... How do makeup tutorials pop up on your Instagram? Yeah. As advertisements, man, I don't know how they they show up. I think they just go for an age or category and, you know, like, (laughs) the region and it just shows up on my thing. And I'm like, dude, like, this is meant for my wife. It's not meant for me. I want to see... Are you sure your profile isn't set as female? (laughs) No, it's not, man. As far as I know, I'll double check again, but uh, yeah. I don't think so. Probably uh, yeah, man, I mean, I keep getting weird ass uh, advertisements, some shady stuff as well. But uh, uh, now lately I've been getting a lot of Kickstarter advertisements because I've been funding a few things. So I like that though. All I get are protein bars and watches and lately like some sort of chips. And stuff. Yeah, for, yeah, for me, it's all Formula 1 stuff. I think I only ever use Instagram for seeing what all these Formula 1 guys are up to. And it's scary how well Instagram delivers ads, right? Based on your mm-hmm. interests. Well, mm-hmm. not in Akshay's case. But, <laughs> but everyone Or maybe, maybe in Akshay's <laughs> case as well. Hey. No, man. What are you hiding there, man? I have no idea, man. I need to check my Instagram account. On. But why are you blushing? I'm always blushing, man. That's just me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to ask you to, you know, say yay or nay, whether you think this deal is a good idea so if you say if you think it's a good idea just say yeah if you think it's a bad idea just say nay like how we do it yeah do well, I start with you sure I'm bored why the hell not so somebody's sh- going to say yeah yeah do you think this deal is a good idea yeah or nay yeah which deal this the Facebook, Facebook deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's happening with you, man? No, I thought you were going to ask me a question and then I had to go you like, think, yeah, okay, I'll, ask you, I'll ask you the question. Do you think Geo and, and Facebook deal is a good idea? Yay or nay? For Facebook and Geo, yay. For, for, cus- for customers, probably not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that, I mean, that's probably the whole think that you need to know about this deal if you haven't read about uh, Geo and Facebook this week. Um, anyway, I think we should move on I to mean, our next topic guys, now. Guys, let, let's be honest. Like, you know, any corporate deal involving large sums of money between two data harvesting companies can never be good for a customer. So It's know, always meant was, to fuck over the customer. Yeah. <laughs> that was hardly a question. <laughs> and these are the two worst companies <laughs> in the world today, right? Facebook mm-hmm. has just become like such a clusterfuck when it comes to data privacy or just anything to do with data collection. And Geo doesn't really, I mean, get a lot of scrutiny because, well, they've paid off whoever they need to. Uh, but 
Yeah. Oh, on that note, I also saw that this week Jio is rolling out its alternative to Zoom with Messenger Rooms. Uh, please don't use that's that. That's Facebook, though. Uh, that that's Facebook. Facebook yeah. Though. Sorry. Did I say Jio? Yeah. yeah, you said. Sorry. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook is rolling out Messenger Rooms. Basically, the same idea as Zoom. Don't use it because, well, why would you? There's an alternative. Several alternatives available. Use those instead. Yeah, I've already found my favorite new video calling app. Like, it's phenomenal, dude. Like, it's fully end-to-end encrypted and shit. Damn what is that? It's called Say Namaste. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll, let's, let's yeah, talk yeah, about please, something else. Please don't bother using that. Like, please do not download that. Yeah. It is not encrypted. But uh, since we're talking about uh, companies fucking over their customers, we have to talk about the next topic. Uh, sort Donald of, Trump? Sort of, no, man. No, that's... Uh, we're going to talk about Huawei and <laughs> what they tried to pull off this week. Same thing. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just stupid. Uh, Huawei apparently tried to promote the Huawei P40 series with a picture from a stock website called 500 Pixels and passing it off as something that was shot on that phone. Um... I mean, it's not the first time they've done it, but it's not helping their reputation. So, Harish, what do you think about what Huawei is doing right now? It's just dumb. I mean, this is the fourth time they've done this. Who the fuck is managing their account? Why Why is this a thing? Like, the amount of bad publicity they've gotten with the Mate 20, with the P30, and now this thing. Why? Like, any positive gains that you would have gotten with a campaign like this are obliterated, Right with something yeah. and this isn't the first time this is like the third fourth time yeah they did it with the p30 as well yeah yeah and the first one was the may 20 I, re- I don't remember where was the third one i think there were two instances with the p30 in different regions but i just don't understand like surely folks are going to analyze these images and it's very easy to reverse look up a photo on google who thought I mean, not even that that image is so obviously not from a phone like yeah. no matter how good your phone is it cannot take a photograph like that I, I don't get it I mean the phone itself is phenomenal it can take plenty decent photos so why not just give it to some guy give them some money and ask them to go out and shoot some photos I mean that's the thing like if Xiaomi can take out genuinely good looking photo samples from I'm not going to call it a tool but like you know a, an entry level phone yeah. I'm sure these guys can manage just fine and it's actually not even a bad camera phone. It's a pretty damn good camera phone. I mean, it's one of the best. If you if you forget the whole fact that it doesn't have Google services, it's like one of the best cameras you can buy. And they've got the I mean, low-light sh- imaging sorted out anyway. So I don't know if you guys thought it was, it was like people downloaded the image and they looked up the metadata and found out that it was shot using a Nikon D850. <laughs> Now, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is just hilarious that they just try to pass off something that's shot by a professional grade DSLR camera as their own. It's just, it's just hilarious to me. But they removed the claims now that it was shot with the phone. I mean, at this point, you was... can't even blame their agency, like the guys yeah. who ever set it up. Because, you know, like, even if it's the agency which did this, they would have built them for a stock photograph. Like, yeah. how did they not see that? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, first time, second time, sure, somebody fucked up. But this is like year after year. Samsung, I remember Samsung doing the same a few years ago. And they clearly came out and said that they won't work with that agency again. And they actually took measures to make sure that won't be the case again. But these guys, I don't know, somehow managed to fuck up in these basic ass things. Do you remember the, uh, the Nokia goof up? Where uh, they, I mean, they they caught the gimbal in the uh, in the reflection. <laughs> so Harish, uh, uh, referring to what happened last year, Huawei basically used a picture of a exploding volcano for the P30 series, but that picture was a decade old. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, was it during that last? Uh... Iceland thing where it shut down the airline industry. I, I, I think so. I don't know. I haven't seen the picture. But the, I mean, wh- what I do know is that it was a decade old. <sighs> Brands and marketing. So that was the goal I mean, that they'd set. Like, you know, this is the kind of image that we want from a phone 10 years down the line. <laughs> but does it, doesn't it show that these guys don't do their own research and they just probably just whatever they get in the email box, they just put it out on Weibo or whatever and start promoting their phones. It's a little misleading because a lot of people buy phones based on the camera performance. 
uh, a lot of people, especially people who are into Huawei phones, they know that it it, it can take great pictures. You know, this sort of misleading, you know, do you think they should be punished or not? Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, how would that even work? I, I don't think marketing comes under the same level of scrutiny as like what you put out on a phone. Uh, I don't think it's set by the same guidelines. And also this was in China. So they don't have like an equivalent of the FCC that enforces social media, right? Yeah. So And like if you've noticed, like usually they have some sort of disclaimer that, you know, like photograph has been enhanced or whatever. Obviously, like that doesn't mean that I mean, yeah, if the photo hasn't been shot by the same hardware itself, like, I, I don't think the, the enhancement clause still stands. But yeah, it's just like a murky area. I, I don't know how you could enforce it. It's just that it's just bad for a brand's good. That's that's basically it. I think uh, this uh, 2019, for the past two years, it hasn't been Huawei's year at all. Man. Whatever they seem to do, it just seems to backfire. Yeah. Not a good I mean, they've look, got though. a lot of perseverance, you know, like if I was running all them, I'd be like, you know, it's okay. Let's just do something else now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do so many different things, right? I mean, we only know about the shit show with the consumer division, but they're still making deals with the stuff that gives them a lot of money with network infrastructure. So it's just the US that's asking them to not sell anything there. They're still doing decent numbers. I mean, they managed to sell 200 million phones last year. Damn. Yeah. How much was it in China, though? And how much was it in other markets? In what sense? Like, the 200 million phones that they sold, majority of the sales, did it come from China or from other regions? Yeah, majority in China, but they also dominate in the Middle East, right? They own mm-hmm. the network hardware there. They own... They partnered with uh, Duo and Etisolat, was it? Yeah. They got deals with the carriers. So they're there everywhere in the Middle East. And off late, they've been expanding to the UK, all these other markets in the West. So they're doing well, man. Mm-hmm. I hope that uh, their Google and US uh, sanctions, whatever they have on them, gets resolved. Because I really like their phones, man. I just hope they stop doing this shit again, all over again. I don't think so. With everything that's been <laughs> going on, relations are souring between those two countries. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well, uh, enough of Huawei, but uh, let's talk about something that was supposed to happen in India, but it didn't happen because lockdown happened. Uh, um, Xiaomi was supposed to launch the Mi 10 in India. They were they were teasing that phone all over social media, but then all of a sudden they went quiet because, of course, you know, lockdown got enforced and they can't sell their phones on any platform. But uh, that doesn't mean we can't talk about the phone. Uh, the phone has already launched. I mean, actually, China. technically, we can't talk about the phone, but all the specs are all, are already out there. So. Yeah, technically, we can't give opinions on how the phone is because we haven't really used the phone. Uh, but uh, it was supposed to launch, but it didn't launch. But, uh, you know, since we don't have much to talk about on this podcast this week, we will just uh, preview the Chinese version of the phone, right? Because as you can see, we are just rambling at this point and yeah. saying the same thing in three different ways. Uh, yeah, did you guys hear about the Xiaomi Mi 10? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Harish, since you like to do this all the time with every phone, let's talk about all the hardware specifications on the Mi 10 and what people can expect from the phone. Look, I was excited about this phone from February. Back in February, they were going to roll it out at MWC. And that was a big deal for them because the only other phone they unveiled at MWC was the Mi 5. And that was transformational for them because it finally gave them awareness outside of China, right? Um, So, yeah, I like the hardware. Looking at the hardware, it's pretty decent. They have 30 watts wireless charging up from 20 watts last year. Uh, The latest hardware, cameras seem nice. I actually have the Mi Note 10 that also has the same 108 MP Samsung sensor. So if that's any indication, this thing will take pretty decent photos. So this is basically like for for the listener, this is basically the OnePlus 8 with a slightly different camera setup and a not as fast refresh rate. That's basically it. No, the the regular OnePlus 8. Uh, Oh, yeah, sorry. The Pro has the 120 So yeah, it's got the same 90 hertz display as the OnePlus 8. Yeah. And uh, it has a 108 megapixel camera. So that thing is actually I really guess. nice. 
I don't think we've talked about that sensor. You, you have one on the S20 Ultra, right, Akshay? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, so yeah. that's basically the same sensor. Uh, Samsung made it in collaboration with Xiaomi. Uh, so they say that they've managed to tune it better for their own phones. So I mean, and the Mi Note 10 was pretty decent. So one thing, uh, when I was looking up this phone, uh, what I really, one thing I noticed that Xiaomi is really. you know talking about is the video capabilities of the phone and the fact that it also has extra microphones for on the phone so that it can capture better audio uh and, and i i i kind of feel excited about that because uh, you know the the video experience on the iphone is partly great because of these features and it's finally great to see Xiaomi also taking this route so that's what i'm more excited about to check out like how well it can shoot a video and how the audio actually sounds Yeah, that's nice. But wait, let's talk about the thing that matters most about Xiaomi in India. Do you guys think the Mi Ten will actually gain any momentum? See, they've already divested Realme. Uh, uh, sorry, God damn. Redmi. See, even I'm confused. They've already divested yeah. Redmi and what was the other one? Poco, right? So now yeah. they're positioning this Mi lineup as like this premium tier. and it hasn't worked out for them with the Mi Mix 2 do you think things have changed i don't think they have the brand pull still like this is probably going to be 35000 plus it will be 35000 plus probably most likely 40000 plus yeah uh i don't know. i really don't think they going to sell that much i mean they'll move some units but that market is still one plus's market For sure. Yeah, they'll have to they'll have to undercut OnePlus big time in order to have any gain in that segment. Otherwise, I don't think it can uh, move units as fast as how OnePlus does or any other, even Samsung for that matter. And I think the issue is that realistically, they cannot undercut OnePlus by that much at this point because OnePlus mm. the OnePlus Eight is pretty damn affordable in India. Yeah, yeah. I how, I don't think how much lower possible. can you go? I don't think it's possible to undercut any BBK brand because even the Realme and I got an email saying that the IQ three is now at thirty five thousand. Thirty five thousand, yeah. And like that is insane. I feel like they're losing money on the phone now. How are they reducing the price on a phone in this lockdown? I think they just want to break even with that phone because you know it launched at a time uh, when uh, everything went haywire, especially in terms of e-commerce. and uh, now i think they're just like fuck the profit margin we just need to sell our inventory i think that's what yeah i mean do. did they did they even sell any phones like it was just a very air phone and you know zero marketing for it or anything yeah but I mean, still even if, even, even if they tried marketing it would not work because no one's really paying attention to phones right now <laughs> that's still said and done everyone's going to associate the fact that you can get the sd865 for 35000 and that mm-hmm. will be the benchmark figure to beat right like the whole mentality in india is that i can already get something for lower than this why should i pay more that has been the driving factor in the okay. industry you know what let's uh, i mean on a more serious note you know when i had a conversation with shami late recently uh, and you guys did too uh my understanding my takeaway from this was that they're still focusing massively on the community aspect of selling this phone <clears throat> you know the me community now the fact of the matter is that that me community was built around students or you know in the sub 25 age group people buying the entry level devices you cannot expect a community built on buying 12 to 15000 rupee phones to suddenly step up to a 35 40000 rupee phone that's just not going to happen uh your entire market perception is built around sub sub 20000 rupee phones how do you graduate to you know a phone which is double that price but on that same note don't you think the initial community that these guys built on uh those customers have also matured and now they'll ideally be working or having a job and they're able to afford a higher a more premium maybe phone. but then even at that point their phones were not exactly 40000 rupees and also they haven't had any product in that price segment for yeah. years now i think that's going to hurt them more than anything else because their whole brand cache revolves around value right like you associate xiaomi as a value brand 
so for them to break out of that shell is going to be particularly dif- difficult and to their credit i think they are trying to do that with you know spinning off redmi as its own thing but i don't know maybe it's a little it's too little too late i yeah. i don't i mean they're fully entrenched in the market as a value player if anything they should have just i mean held on to redmi and the other brands and then just spun off the whole me thing as a different thing because that would have worked better yeah. for them i mean let's be honest you know they can call redmi and me a separate brands or whatever they want to do nobody realistically associates them as separate brands yeah it's the it's the same company for everyone yeah that's true so, same with poco too right i think they need to fi- they need to figure out their identities and flush it out and, and just figure out what they really need to do for the indian market i think what they try to uh, achieve in other markets doesn't really work in india for them and uh, i'm not sure if they know that i don't know if they know that i think they're just being a little optimistic obviously you know shall we guys if you're listening probably are just correct us if we're wrong here <laughs> uh, but yeah i think actually like the point just is that you know they've been doing that 10 to 15000 rupee phone for such a long time that nobody wants to buy uh, a higher end uh Xiaomi you know it's the same it's the same argument that we made earlier regarding OnePlus the same argument that you made you know if OnePlus gets into the 80000 rupee segment nobody will buy a OnePlus because for everybody OnePlus is a sub 60000 rupee phone yeah now you know it's the same analogy with Xiaomi as well i do admire that they are trying different things though like uh i can imagine it can get boring for them as well to get be stuck in that budget phone segment all, all, all the time yeah sure they have tried it before but i think they're trying it now with a better phone with a flagship phone that people may or may not like i don't know uh, we'll have to it's uh, we'll have to see how the phone actually performs but i like the, i admire the fact that they're actually experimenting a bit yeah and this is what i like about them now because xiaomi in china is very different from xiaomi in india because in india oh, it's oh, just yeah. a budget player budget player but in china they've got like a massive ecosystem of devices that nobody can beat because they sell everything from towels and garbage liners to like a $3000 projector you should you, I'm, you should see harish going into a me home in china it's like a kid walking into a candy store he just goes ape shit and what's bad about him is that he spends a lot of money but he makes you spend a lot of money as well hey, hey did you <laughs> <laughs> great value and i agree with you guys the breadth and variety i mean i have xiaomi gaming keyboards mice uh light bulbs and the projector the projector is fantastic i i've got it like two two and a half years ago and it's still going strong and i built one of their lego knockoffs last week and that was great and it cost like one fourth the price of the lego mindstorm uh you know you know what's interesting from this uh, i just remember that i haven't met the two of you in india for the first time the two both of you i've met outside the damn country i i met xiaomi for, uh, i met xiaomi i met harish for the first time at the xiaomi mi mix 2 launch yeah. in beijing and uh, i met dhruv at the pixel launch in new york i think uh, and even though dhruv lives 5 minutes away from me that's true <laughs> it had we had to travel like an entire day to get to know each other man yeah that's basically because uh, Drove and me, we're basically just goblins, and we don't get out of the house at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, but still, man. Even even I don't really socialize pe- with people at events and stuff. But but yeah, I mean these trips uh, just for backstory that. Yeah. Harish and I first met at a Xiaomi uh, launch, and he made me spend a bunch load of money on smart lights that I didn't plan to use at that time. But today it's all over my house. Yeah, I ended up having to buy a suitcase because of all the things I bought. You bought four phones. Yeah. And I also bought a and Xiaomi bought suitcase, the... so yay! But is this the I same trip where you bought the Jordans as well, right? No, uh, that no, no. Like... I, I I bought the oh, Jordans. Oh, that was Taiwan. At the sh- yeah. that no. was no, that was that was Shenzhen. Yeah, that, that was Shenzhen. Shenzhen. Real me. Okay, <laughs> when you guys were when you guys were right. Okay. You know what? What we should we should do one episode on all our favorite Xiaomi products apart from phones. Or I think that we all have plenty to talk about. So that is an episode of Harish talking and us just listening. and us or just saying yeah he made us by that he made us by that he made us by that so yeah it, it's interesting because i wanted to build like an ecosystem of smart home products and there's nobody doing it in india because in the us you have nest you have august you have ring you have all these products that tie into google assistant and all but there was no alternative in india 
and Xiaomi was making those. I mean, it makes everything. I have their smart door and window sensors, and I started out with that, and then I went down Which the. Which made me buy. Yeah, and then I went down the <laughs> rabbit hole, and there was a lot to see down there. But yeah, it's interesting because there's this huge ecosystem brand in China, and in India we haven't just seen that. And I feel that once they start getting some of their more lifestyle products here, they're going to bring a lot of value. Um, they were, Harish, they have, I think they that's have, a great segue into the entire, you know, the the me uh, vacuum uh, robot that they're bringing. Yeah, I was in. just about to say they did yeah. uh, start with the vacuum that, cleaner. Just like the the their their move into the higher higher end segment is not just for phones. Like me, the me brand is bringing in more higher end uh, lifestyle products as well. Yeah. So you know, I think, I mean, let's just say that maybe that entire push might just work out if they can get a broader portfolio in place. But that's the thing. If they would have done this three four years ago when they were actually kicking off the ecosystem thing, it would have worked better for them in India because they wouldn't have just been shoehorned as like a budget player. It would have been like, oh, Xiaomi is like a brand that sells everything. So it would have built their brand for them. I mean, so that's what I've been bugging the Xiaomi guys for the last two three years. I've been asking them to bring their ecosystem stuff, but they didn't see value in it because at the time they were only focused on growing market share in the phone segment. And now they are basically number one, so they are trying to see other ways of revenue. Fingers crossed. Even the vacuum, even the vacuum cleaner, they haven't technically launched it. It's on crowdfunding. Yeah. So I think they're still not sure about that thing launching as a full scale product in India. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would want to see. I think that's. A, I think you guys made a brilliant point. I think uh, bringing in their lifestyle products is a way to start making people perceive them as a premium brand uh, in the near future. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to sell the vacuum in India though because they only have 20 days left to go in the goal and they're only 20% there. They need to somebody well consumers need to back 10,000 units for them to bring it and it's only 2,000 sold till now. Timing was wrong man it's the timing. I think people right now don't want to spend 18 grand on a vacuum cleaner that they may not need yeah especially with people who don't even know if they're going to have jobs by the end of the month. Imagine if they brought this to the market in January or something. It would have made a killing. Oh, I would have bought it, man. Yeah, I have. I have the same version. I got it a few years ago, and it's fantastic. And for eighteen thousand, it's a steal because I remember paying around twenty five, twenty six thousand in China. But they've dropped the uh, battery capacity on this one. No, it's the same battery. Oh, it's the thirty five hundred. Yeah. 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 It's a smaller battery. Still, seven thousand less for a smaller battery is okay. I mean, it could go back and charge. Yeah, so it automatically know. goes back to the base and charge. It's it's quite a lot of fun. I hope it gets mm-hmm. backed. I don't see it. Yeah, like it's. I mean, I backed it. We're already <laughs> so a third of the way into the thing, and it's only twenty percent backed. I don't see it because the initial push, whoever was gonna get it has already bought it. So. Yeah, I'll just pick up a Roborock or something. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well, I think we've spoken enough about Xiaomi and what their plans might be, and we're going to move into our next topic, which Harish will probably not like to talk about, but I will try to make it interesting for you, Harish. That's my goal. Okay, let's do it. So I think the three of us are uh, a lot into music, right? Uh, Harish can produce music, uh, Dhruv plays instruments, and I am a DJ. I think we all, if we got together, we can probably make a band someday if we all lose our jobs and shit, right? Oh my god. We can <laughs> do that without <laughs> losing our jobs as well. Yeah, we can do can that you but that could be Stop saying that. I don't want to lose my job. <laughs> Even I don't want to man. Yeah, but sure. uh but in in other news, Travis Scott, I don't know if you if you guys know who he is. He performed live in uh Fortnite uh for uh, 12 million people on Thursday night. Yeah, a pre-rendered video of him performed live in Fortnite for 12 million people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not the first time someone's performed live in a game. Uh, I think it was first started by Dead Mouse in Minecraft, and then some idiot DJ called Marshmallow also did it in Fortnite. I think a few years ago, and then now we have Travis Scott. But to make it interesting for you guys, do you see concerts going into this format of? Uh, you know like a virtual reality kind of a th- thing or something that can be streamed over because you know what's happening in in the world you think you you'll see a great shift in concerts yeah i mean at least for the time being it makes a lot of sense because that together at home thing that spotify 
was streaming wait that mm-hmm. was available on spotify as well but that pulled in a huge number of viewers right yeah i think pink floyd pearl jam all these guys were performing live on some service or the other i think they did it on apple tv as well um pink floyd is on youtube I'm not mistaken. I don't know where. Yeah, it I mean happened, that's but... the thing. Actually, like I don't see this happening in video games. Like it's it's a bit of a gimmick in video games. Yeah. Because for one, it's not even the actual band which is right there. It's just a video not, render. But not yeah, it's a rendered video, uh, and you know you sort of miss out on the actual performance of the artist because it's not the artist which is there. You know, at that point, you might as well be watching a music video with yeah. uh, I don't know. an animated video whatever uh but yeah generally speaking though i think and um i i personally feel that this your uh, live stream concerts can actually be a huge deal because i li- i watch a shit ton of concerts on youtube uh and like i mean i've got this huge collection of you know classic concerts uh for like a whole host of bands uh and yeah it's the same thing just live you know i think it can work uh over time particularly over vr um if that kicks off you know it's pretty amazing see imagine like being at coachella not everybody can be at coachella you know across the world but mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. a close to being their experience or at glastonbury you know front row seats at glastonbury even if you're at glastonbury you can't get front row uh, yeah you can't see it's over there, there i've so. been there and it's horrible about the experience like you try to battle yeah. bird and a sea of people just to see your favorite item by the time you reach and it's over it's over so but it's a great festival yeah exactly. i really would love to you know, watch it Harish, I, I for you and spend... me you know like being a download festival like right in the front without getting trampled by everyone who doesn't yeah. want that I would want that. I wanted to go to Wacken a few years ago, but then I realized I have to live in a tent for a few days. I'm like, hmm, maybe not. Dude, I was uh, planning to go to Wacken like for my thirtieth, right. and then this entire fucking nonsense has, ha- has happened this year. Wait, you're not so, even thirty? No, dude, I'm not. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm turning thirty-two in a few weeks, man. Fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How old are you? Let's not go there. Let's not allow Dhruv to talk so much anymore. <laughs> But although uh, I have to admire one thing though, like Fortnite was able to get twelve million people to come and watch this pre-rendered bullshit. But twelve, getting twelve million people in one in one concert, virtual concert, is a big deal, man. I think that just shows what kind of pull Fortnite has when it comes to popularity. So, uh, what's the standard? Uh, like, I, I guess you guys have access to Steam stats. Like, so how many uh, players do they do on average? uh because they are not on steam so we have no idea they have their own launcher epic launcher okay. so they are no <laughs> they, they don't share don't don't really share numbers but it's a few, it's a, it's it's fairly very popular the only way you can find out is if it's popular on twitch and people are still watching it but and, is the launcher uh, epic yeah, yeah it yeah, is man. it yeah, gives man, you it is now it is <laughs> yeah, it gives you free games what more can you want <laughs> no and yeah it, that is it, epic no one no one knows that But yeah, I mean, they have. They, it's still quite relevant amongst kids, uh, at least in the US and Europe, who like to play this battle royale game. Uh, and even if, even people who don't, really, I I don't play the game. I just don't get it. I still downloaded the game on my phone to just watch this uh, live stream because you know we're bored. We have nothing else to do, so might as well see a yeah. an idiot. Like my understanding around. of it is like it's like a cross between PUBG and Minecraft. Yeah. Uh yeah, you're actually very right. Yes, you can you can you can build forts and shit, and then you have to kill people and be the last one standing. I guess I don't understand Boring. the value of doing something like this in a game. But then gorillas is ideally suited for some for this sort of stuff. But they would never yeah do it on Fortnite because oh man, but gorillas no, live no, they in won't. concert they are so so good. Yeah, I feel uh, that. Dead Mouse is I don't know if you've seen Dead Mouse's concert. performance not concert really performance in minecraft you should check it out i think he and his fans built the arena in minecraft themselves and then he performed there it was quite a great uh, quite a great uh, I, i remember seeing it in college i think i don't know how how long ago it was but that was the original live performance in a video game mm. by dead mouse long time ago when he was actually really really into minecraft he still plays it but uh, that just shows that you know like There is some kind of platform for people who like to play games and see concerts at the same time. You never. Know. It makes sense. Were you at the India gig? Sorry. Were you at? Yeah, I was backstage. Yeah, I was backstage, man. Ah, uh, Akshay with the flex again. Flexing. 
it's been it's been it's been it's been a few weeks since I've flexed, but yeah, uh, I was I, I was actually there as a journalist. I was covering. I used to, uh, people who don't know, I used to cover a lot of uh, music back in the day. So I was there. I had an interview with him. He was late, and then it got cancelled. Yeah. Double flex. But it was a pretty good yeah. gig, though. Oh, it was awesome. It was in Noida. I mean, I don't go there after six pm, but I I made an exp- exception hmm. for that day. I feel like I should listen to more popular music, but then I tried once and it sucked. I mean, at that time, Dead Mouse was wasn't really as popular as he is today. Like. people still called him dead mouth 5 back then yeah. <laughs> i remember <laughs> i remember <laughs> oh dead mouth 5 is coming to the india let's go see him you know perform he wears a mickey mouse hat on top of his head 2014 right uh both international uh, sunburn uh, yeah 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 oh that's not too long ago wait that's yeah, 6 yeah, years ago uh, yeah but uh, for for listeners who Haven't seen him perform live. You can still, I think, there's someone on YouTube where you can see him perform in Minecraft and see his headgear with a bunch of fans surrounding him and he's DJing live. So you can you can see that. But yeah, and this for is... that you should check out our Twitter uh, at Untitled Gadget and follow us, and we will share a link for Dead for the Dead Mouse performance from uh, Minecraft. Am I right, Akshay? Yeah, we can do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and at some point we'll make I a website. To, I, I need to I need to up my plugin game. Uh, social media had us and got over that but yeah it's okay like, uh, we we regular that, podcast that, that's that's more than what we expected anyway yeah, yeah. harish was that is was that interesting enough for you did, did you know did you get bored this topic this yeah, that was pretty fun i didn't understand who this fellow was the whole fortnite thing i thought it was the red bull guy uh, with the stunts and all but uh, no yeah. i didn't no. know that it was a musician so i mean i I I mean you uh we guys didn't record this but before we started the podcast we were trying to explain to him who Travis Scott is and that's just one hilarious conversation through when I were trying to make him realize who is what in the Jenner family and and who is married to whom or whatever but it was it was hilarious yeah man but you don't listen to trap music at all do you no <laughs> I I generally don't listen to anything modern Although the no Ramstein album was pretty good, but that was <laughs> you yeah. keep calling yourself a golem. I just imagine you locked inside your house with some mandolin and harp music playing in the background, <laughs> classical. One <laughs> like a fantasy something. video game. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, that's what I like. I tried listening to something new. Spotify was suggesting new artists that I should listen to, and they all sucked. So. Fair enough. Yes, yeah, not. <laughs> Anyways, yes, not. I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh well. I think that the next topic is something we should, uh, you know, like give our podcast. You know, just change our name for the podcast because we have to talk about one plus again. I think uh, Dhruv is not really excited about that. Are you, Dhruv? I'm not. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm actually not. <laughs> we we talk about one plus way too much. <laughs> but this time it's something that is uh, not really positive uh, something that uh, uh, you know popped up on reddit uh, people have been experiencing a green tint on their screens okay so oneplus has been experiencing some green tints on the displays for the 8 and the 8 pro similar to what happened to samsung a few weeks ago um, and yeah and people have been complaining it took a while for oneplus to acknowledge the problem and now i think they're working on a fix so what really happened there Yeah, it's kind of like the the tint issue that they had with the OnePlus Seven T Pro as well. Uh, at low brightness levels, it's not something that you really notice at higher brightness levels. Uh, but yeah, it's there. Uh, not on all units because clearly, like we guys didn't face that with the unit that we got. Android Central didn't talk much about that either. Uh, so even on Reddit, like not everybody's facing that, but it is there clearly. because it's more than just a single phone um so oneplus promised that they'll fix this with a software update which they did issue yesterday or day before and it's improved the situation but it hasn't fixed it so now it's gone from a green tint to a weird reddish tint uh it's improved slightly but not completely now is this a hardware issue nobody really knows a uh, probably a few days down the line it'll turn into a blue tint <laughs> rgb is doing like a full cycle <laughs> yeah 
I don't get it. Like, uh, I don't get these sort of things. Uh, how do phones in 2020 still have hardware issues or well bugs like these at launch? I mean, I can I can sort of see why. Uh, is this pretty much this is the first phone with a 120 hertz OLED, right? <clears throat> so yeah. issue with the technology issue. Quality control issues. I, I think it's know. more to do with quality control. I think because it's I think a batch of phones that are experiencing this, mm-hmm. and not all of them. So I think it's a quality control issue more so than a technology issue. Yeah, I mean but on I their think. end, they're they're processing re- returns and replacements like instantaneously, like the moment you report yeah, so that's it. Good. So that's good on them. Uh, I think the proof, like I mean, the bigger challenge will be when they start shipping in India. Uh, because yeah. they usually do much higher numbers in India. Mm-hmm. So, if that's the case, we'll you know. See let's see what happens. We can see higher cases. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, being a hardware uh, issue means that they may have far more devices with this problem than, you know, what we can anticipate. And then it may just backfire for them, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not like they've pulled off a launch without any issues. That's usually the case with every phone, um, but with the vocal nature of OnePlus fans, those things tend to get amplified more so than with other devices. Actually, now that we're on this topic, you know, like there's some there's a very interesting discussion I was having uh, on Twitter a day or two back, and I think like uh, you know we can spend a minute or two on it. Uh, so, an industry colleague of ours, you know, pointed out that hey, like you know tagging display made that what were you testing out like in, if there's a tint issue and following that you know a few other people also joined in on twitter and we had a nice long chat about it and i think a lot of people don't realize that you know display mate's job is not to test the hardware of the display it's to see how close it gets to a standardized calibrated display yeah. in terms of image quality yeah and uh you know, that's that that discussion ended up going for way longer than I'd expected. You know, people have this uh, understanding that if there is a tint issue, it's a display mate problem. If there is, you know, any issue with the display, display mate fucked up. But they didn't because that's literally not their job to check for that. Yeah. Was it a was it a was it a YouTuber who asked these questions? Just curious. <laughs> nah, it's it's a it's a friend who doesn't have a PS4. Oh. Oh. But uh, but nah, it was just um, other people on Twitter who were asking about it. Uh, I I thought like you know it's it's worth bringing up for our audience as well that you know, uh, there is a difference between the hardware of a display and the image quality on the display. Yeah. And DisplayMate is not; it's just testing for one of those things. So a display can be really good; it can be the best in in the market, and still have hardware issues. Yep. You know, like in the case of the OnePlus Eight Pro, it is, uh, really really good at reproducing the standard image quality. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it is; it cannot be subject to hardware issues, which we're seeing right now. I think people would try to recreate the same thing that happened last year with the DxO Mark thing. I don't know if you remember with the OnePlus 7 series when they launched, they came out with this claim that the DX, we got the highest rating in the DxO Mark ratings and then people, when they got their phones, were like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> we, we don't see the camera performing so well. So, you know, they were like, oh, it was probably a sponsored deal or something like that. I think they were trying to connect the dots over here. And it really wasn't the case. I mean... Uh, the display could actually be really good. It's just that, you know, there's some quality issues, man. It's not even about the quality issues. Um, there are so many parts of a, that make up a display. And it's often, I mean, it's not just these guys that are having issues. Every company has issues when it launches a phone. And mm-hmm. I I didn't even know that folks were blaming display made for this. That is That just does not make any sense. That's not. I think this was a Samsung display as well, right? And and yeah. and, and they issue, they faced this issue with their phones as well. So it's clearly that OnePlus is really not to be blamed for this, but it's clearly something that you know there's there's some screw up in 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 the manufacturing process on this or something or the other because Samsung also faced a similar issue. It's you know, I think like you know, uh, you guys since you guys also come from like a PC background, you know, you'll understand. 
I'm not that much of a PC gamer, but you know, I've, we've all grown up building PCs and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The analogy I'm trying to bring up is, you know, you'd buy components for a PC. Sometimes they would just not work out of the box. RAM would fail. A hard drive would be dead. A GPU might be dead. You just took it mm-hmm. back and got it replaced. It was just a matter of fact. When you're building millions of components, some components are going to be done. Yeah. Uh, that's just how manufacturing works. And I think this this unreasonable standard that phone manufacturers are held to that there cannot be any issue at all. And it's that minority which has issues, which is ob- obviously usually the most vocal as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is also something that I don't understand. Sure, um, I feel like we should be at a point where companies test these phones to such an extent that they should just work out of the box. But then I also understand the reality of the manufacturing industry and know that that is just not going to be possible at the scale that they're working with. And what folks need to understand with something like a screen issue is that it's not just the panel itself that makes it up. There are three or four controllers. And with high refresh rates, you also have a timing controller. So any one of those parts, if they messed up in, if anything is messed up in any one of those parts, you'll see issues pop up. So it's not just the fact that this display itself is at fault here. It could be anything at a component level. And I don't think many folks understand that nuance. And that is what leads to a lot of this outrage. Yeah, I mean, put it simply, like it's not the same thing as plugging in an HDMI cable from your PC to a monitor, you know, like building a, a high refresh rate display like this into a phone is a complicated task. And I mean, at this point, while we have no idea what component might be at fault, it could be the display controller, it could be a timing controller, it could just be a software issue. That's that's basically it, you know, like you can't really blame any one single aspect of the hardware for it. Yep. And for what it's worth, they said they're going to fix the issue. So let's see how long it takes for that. At least they're replacing the phones right away. That's a great uh, show from OnePlus that, you know, we do care about our people. And I mean, you won't see a lot of companies do that, uh, you know, just replacing the phones right after the phone has launched, even for a small display issue. I mean, even with the 70 Pro, they actually did deliver when they issued the update with DC Dimming. Uh, since mm-hmm. then, I've not had any issues with uh, color shift or tint. Yeah, so I've... they actually yeah. did deliver what, on what they promised. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see when, when we get our review and whether we have the same issue or not. Yeah. When will that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it will happen, man. I, I, I keep I keep waiting for that day. Uh, I have so many phones waiting to clear customs. It's just not even funny. I'm just... I don't even know how many packages are set to be delivered and when they'll show up. I'm I'm completely expecting a few packets to get lost. Yeah. DHL has a fun thing where it charges customers if it holds packages in its warehouses for more than 30 days. And that has been the case for basically a dozen packages for me. So (laughs) I feel like I'll end up paying as much as the value of the phones in customs fee now. Damn. Yeah. Times. Now that uh, we've done talking about this issue with the OnePlus, we still have another little bit tidbit OnePlus to talk about, which Dhruv might be like, what the hell, aren't we done with this yet? How did yeah, you find I mean, so much news, dude? I don't know, man. I just do. Man. That's our job, literally, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we end up finding it, man. So, I don't know. What's just... next? So, uh, the most annoying part of the podcast, I think, uh, <laughs> where... <laughs> I can think of a dozen where, ideas right now, but okay, let's go. Uh, uh, this is literally the most annoying part, for at least for the two of them, because I keep bugging them for their predictions for phone launches and uh, OnePlus finally <laughs> announced their uh, India prices for the 8 and the 8 Pro. So, um, I, I have it right here. Uh, Harish uh, said that the OnePlus 8 would start at 42999 and Dhruv said it would also be at 42999 and I said it would be 43999 but it actually launched for 41999 yes I Not won bad, right? yeah uh, so yeah the two of you won uh, actually shit. you guys have to share points fuck so, uh, since you're the closest so it's going to be 5 points each for the two of you and uh, for the OnePlus 8 Pro Harish said it will launch at 5899 
Dove said 5799 and I said 5999 and none of us were really actually close to this. <laughs> I mean, the only one who's actually close to the the actual price is Dhruv here. Mm-hmm. It launched for 5499 and Dhruv said 5799. So, yeah, so I was close. I <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Dhruv is, is probably leading right now. He has 15 points just from this uh, prediction and Harisha's five. And I have... Zero. I mean, it's like pretty incredible zero. how affordable these things are because there's like... Yeah, let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, there's like a $180 difference. How much is that now? 15000 16000 difference between what the 8 Pro costs in other markets versus India. That's massive. Like, this is at launch. It's, it's exactly how we predicted, man. Uh, last episode, we said that they are going to, you know, make margins from other... Um, uh, regions and volumes in India, and that's what they're clearly going for. Yeah. Right? It just shows a commitment to the to the to their customers in India. But even with the regular rate, uh, that's what one forty one fifty dollars less. So that's like ten thousand, twelve thousand less than what it costs in the US. That's like massive. I don't know how they intend to make money on these phones, or if they're still eking out some profit on sales in India. It should goes to show just how much. Uh, revenue they're pulling in from other markets right yeah i guess so pretty much that you know uh thing is they clearly understand the market really well uh pretty much what we talked about in the previous episode as well uh realistically there's no way that they could have done any numbers at 60k plus you know price point uh akshay you've you've been sharing the market sentiment with us uh outside the podcast as well uh, and I yeah. think the the announced price point should actually be quite agreeable uh, to the people that you were talking to. Yeah, actually, when they heard the Indian price, they're like, oh, you know, this is something I can deal with. It's not that as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. And uh, I think oh, the iPhone SE launch also had something to do with it. You know, like they probably. Realized. I mean, let's be honest. You know, they e- have to e- even if the like. I think year on year the the. The eight is about six to seven thousand rupees more expensive than the seventy pro, mm-hmm. uh, but for that amount, you're getting an IP certification, you're getting the high refresh rate, <laughs> you're getting a whole bunch of things. You know, it kind of works out. The getting the fast wireless charging, which is yeah. a huge deal, a bigger yeah, battery as well. So I think it works out pretty well. It's it's a very fair deal. Even the even the wireless charger is cheap in India. It's for seven thousand bucks in the US, and it's four thousand bucks here in yeah. India. That's yeah, great man. That's like almost half, half the price, man. I mean, it's pretty damn good times for OnePlus buyers in India. It truly is just, because I think I think people who are thinking of upgrading are just probably waiting for the lockdown to get over, yeah. Yeah. or at least have Amazon delivery start or something. But when will that be? Does anyone know? No, man. I mean, uh, rumors suggest that uh, it's going to get extended again. So. June 1st probably I mean I'm just about ready to head out of the house now I don't care about that yeah. I just want to buy shit I got my credit card bill and that was I think the lowest credit card bill I've ever received how much was it you know, you, know, you know what was my credit <laughs> I, card bill I got a 3000 rupee bill I got a 200 rupees bill uh, <laughs> well okay fine you win then <laughs> uh, and I don't know what the hell I spent 200 bucks on I need to see I'm that I'm not going to, to talk to you too <laughs> <laughs> I, got, well, I don't know I, I was excited that I got a bill for 25,000 and I'm like wow this is insane <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but okay oh, well, now you know why you need to start curving on expenditure now yeah I know yeah fine Come on, man. I mean, just a few weeks ago, Harish was the guy who was telling people to save up money and stuff. Like, could you imagine that? I did. I mean, you should still be careful about <coughs> what you buy. But the fact that you can't buy anything. I mean, I've had folks ask me how to get batteries because they were running out of batteries for their remotes and stuff. I mean, that just does not make any sense. How long oh, speak- are we not going to be able to buy like regular everyday things? Speaking of but batteries, my car's battery is down, by the way. Oh, it died? Mine too. Yeah, it died. Yeah, okay. yeah we're in the, same, in the same bracket now. Like, yeah. Oh, shit. I, I need to get, like, do you have jumper cables? I can bring the other car around. That's still working. Yeah, I, there are other cars. I don't have jumper cables, but there are other cars in the house that I could probably use to jumpstart it. But no, I don't have that cable either. So, And I don't know where to get See, it. See, this, this is why you buy Volkswagen. 
I went to the US for I think three months. I come back and switch on the car, and it works just fine. And it's been two months now that I haven't left the house. I don't know if it's okay. Stable. I got a guy. I'll pay him two hundred bucks to come take my battery, charge it up, and put it back. Wait, that's all it takes. Uh, give him, give me his yeah. number as well. Fine. I'll do that. Never mind. Don't buy a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think on that note, I think we're pretty much yeah. done with today's episode. Yeah, I think we're talking about uh, a lot of other shit that we shouldn't be talking about. Anyway, uh, so that was pretty much the eleventh episode of the Untitled Gadget Podcast. Thank you for listening, um, and do make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player, uh, Pocket Cast, Spotify, whatever the hell you use. Follow us on Twitter because uh, we do send out uh, some tweets during the week. You know. And we'll probably send that Minecraft dead mouse link as well. Twice a week, I try to be funny, slash sarcastic. Doesn't always work, but I try. That's me on Twitter. Something we'll, we'll, every week. We'll get that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening, guys, and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.